What's up, Internet? You're tuned in to episode 83 of the Video Game Pals, the Pals Network's weekly video game podcast, where a group of lifelong gamers get together to talk about video games, the news, and how it all makes us feel. Your uh, ever-present co- or your ever-present host, Mr. Pete and Bessie, is not still recovering. He's not present. He's still <laughs> recovering from the concussion. It's mutated. It has also consumed the Edgelord with a heart of gold, Mr. Robert Thompson. <laughs> he's trapped inside Pete's injured brain. Trying to break his way out. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, uh, I'll be your host. I'm Andy Brown, and with me today is the Guildmaster himself, the only man able to go beyond the flames, Mr. Sean Bartley. <laughs> hello, hello. Uh, speaking of going beyond the flames, I do have an announcement to make, if you'll allow Ooh. me. Of yes. course. So, uh, after much trial and after much strife, my guild has finally killed Mythicahoon and thus completed the first raid tier of Battle for Azeroth. Look at you! Yes. Yeah, where'd you, uh, where'd you fall on the leaderboard? Uh, let's see. Uh, I'll, I'll pull it up for you here real quick. Uh, we ended up US 183. Damn. Yeah, so that's like that's solid. Yeah, it's solid. Uh, we were we were doing a bit better than that uh, earlier on, but we kind yeah, of yeah, you were flirting with uh, top one hundred there for a while, right? Yeah, yeah, we we kind of uh, things kind of fell apart a little bit. Uh, we got stuck on Gahoon because he's a pain in the ass. Um, but ultimately, I'm 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 pretty happy with that. That's our best finish ever as a guild. So you know, awesome. Can't really Damn. complain. Yeah. Well, yay. Uh, best finish ever is nothing to uh, complain about. Next time, you'll do even better. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, congratulations. Uh, was was the raid cool? Like, is it is it solid rating? Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's a first raid, you know? So, like, uh, every tier, they try to introduce the raid with sort of relatively simple mechanics, like nothing too overwhelming. Uh, most of the time, <clears throat> and this was no exception. There weren't any mechanics that were uh, mind-blowingly cool. Um, I guess Gahoon, Gahoon has a unique mechanic that we've never seen exactly this way before, where you have to take these balls and you and a partner run the, run the balls down to a hole where you throw it in, kind of like um, kind of like basketball almost. <laughs> okay. um, Wait, uh, did you get dunked on, Sean? I gotta know. I never got dunked on, but I also never dunked. Mm. So, uh, you win some, you lose some, I guess. Exactly. But it was very difficult. For a first raid, it was pretty tough. Harder than the last raid tier of uh, Legion. So, um, definitely a rough introduction to this expansion. For sure. Damn. Do you expect the rest of the raids from Battle for Azeroth to be this hard? Yes, I do, because I think Blizzard was comfortable with the difficulty level. And that's all right. Uh, I would say that uh, probably the last two bosses were very hard uh, and, and, and mechanically oppressive in some ways. Oppressive? Yeah. Uh, especially the second to last boss. There were just times where you, you, you would run out of room to breathe for nothing you did wrong. Because Oof. it was like... A mechanic that would lock you in place and create a giant bubble around you. And people would have to knock you out of that to get you safe. But that bubble wouldn't leave. So, after a while, a whole section of the room, due to RNG, could just be locked out. That sucks. Yeah, so. Tough tough stuff. That sounds tricky. Damn, well, congratulations again. Thanks. Hope the, uh, the next raid tier is a little bit smoother. Yeah, I hope so too, and uh, I'm really happy and, and, and pleased with my team and how we were able to stick together, um, and you know, uh, now we can uh, now now we can rest easy. Anybody from Beyond the Flames you want to shout out or put on blast in public? <sighs> That's a great question. Uh, I'm going to shout out and put on blast chairs for choosing the military over us. We are the Brotherhood, uh, not not the military, um, and uh, and that's it. That's all I got. Okay, 
Um, you playing anything else this week? Oh gosh, um, no, actually, I I still haven't uh, picked up Let's Go Pikachu. I think I will, but I haven't done it yet. Fair. Uh, this week was was really just kind of a rest week because uh, now that now that the rating was over. I just wanted to take a little break and, you know, catch up on other stuff. So, oh yeah. Mostly did that. Fair enough, fair enough. How about I, you? Uh, so, I was home for Thanksgiving and I got to say it's going to be weird when Pete and I have this same game of the year for the first time ever. Oh. I got my hands on Spider-Man and oh my god, that game's good. Uh-oh. Okay. I, it's it's better Arkham for sure, mm. but like that's all I really wanted, you know? It's fun to swing around, punch some dudes, have some webs. So when is the Game Awards? When does that take place? The Game Awards is Thursday night. Oh, shoot. This week. Uh, okay, so this is like a question that uh, doesn't pertain to the audience, but I'm curious. Did we do our Game of the Year Awards after that or the same week? We did our Game of the Year Awards, I think, the like the show right after New Year's. Oh, this year. oh, yeah. So the whole year. So Smash Ultimate, I think, will be a contender if you want to yes. sneak it in there. All right, cool. Uh, so very excited for that. What that means is that I have to commit myself to beating Spider-Man before that episode so that I can say whether or not it's my game of the year. Fair. Yeah, I need to finish Spider-Man for sure. I only got to play maybe like the first four hours of it, but it was a lot of fun. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, uh, I've only heard good things. It's one of those rare games where I just haven't heard anything negative, really. Yeah, I mean, the most negative thing I feel like you can say about it is, or the only complaint I have is a problem with just about every big open world game right now, and that's because everything's like contextual button presses and the same inputs do a lot. Sometimes the game doesn't always know, like, which of the five inputs that are press R2 and L2 I'm trying to do. Right, right. <clears throat> yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, but if that's your biggest complaint, that's, you know, that's pretty Yeah, good. that's that's my only complaint. And then the, other, the only other thing that I can say that you could perceive slightly negative is it uh, takes a lot from the Batman games. But those games are great, and there's nothing wrong with taking from them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So if you guys out there want to let us know what you're playing this week, you can write into the show and hear your thoughts read on the air, or just say, hey, you can drop us a line at the video games pal, the video game pals at gmail.com. You can also follow our sister show at the comic pals, where, comics pals, Jesus, I can't talk today. There you go. Wherever your social media is sold to stay up to date on everything we got going on here at the pals network. If you're an audio listener, we greatly appreciate you dropping us a like on your platform of choice. Or if you really want to help us out, head over to that Apple Podcast button where we're currently a five-star rated podcast and put another five-star review on there. We really appreciate it. Um, I always make a joke about us getting six stars, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. <laughs> Apple has not responded to my tweets. <laughs> if you're on YouTube, you can do us a solid like this video. Uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Hit that notification bell so you know when we post our stuff. We got a lot of stuff that goes out. Pete and Thompson do Pals Play. We got this show. We got the Comics Pals. It's all quality content. Um, and last but not least, uh, you can share the show with your pals. And let them know that we're out here. We're doing cool stuff. And that we want them to be our pals too. Yeah. So with, with all that out of the way, I think I did it right for once. <laughs> that means it's time for... The news, the news, we talking about the news, the news, the news, we talking about the news. So, uh, following up on an earlier story that I know we've talked about a bunch on this show, but I don't have the episodes when we did it. Uh, according to Jason, what an actual video game journalist looks like Schreier over at Kotaku, Rocksteady's next game is not about Superman. And I know that's the rumor that's been going around forever. But Jason's out here on uh, one of Kotaku's podcasts this week saying instead it's a game about a group of superheroes and it will be a like a games as a service type thing. So something like Destiny or the upcoming Anthem. And so with all that out of the way, that's going to be the little factual background here for the random question of the week. Whoa. All right. 
So, Sean. Yes. The random question of the week. What do you want a superhero games as a service type thing to look like? Like, what could they do to get you to bite on this? Oh, man. Uh, so, the games as a service thing really hasn't clicked for me at all. <clears throat> um, I, I've not played Destiny. Uh, I, I don't care about Anthem. Um, what's another example <clears throat> of a games as a service? Let's see. Let's get some good games as a service going. I think something like Rockstar Online would count. Or not okay. Rockstar, uh, like Grand Theft Auto Online. Right. Where it's like you just, you know, you play and you just kind of keep playing. Um, the Rainbow Six, like, subscription model that's going on. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege, I think, is doing good. Something where you pay, like, maybe a lower upfront cost and then you keep paying whether it's, you know, a little expansion here or there, a big annual yearly thing. So you don't count MMOs? I I wouldn't not count MMOs. I think MMOs are sort of a, a groundwork, but I don't think the traditional MMO is um, the end-all be-all of games as a service, if that makes sense. Sure. All right. Uh, so as far as what, <clears throat> what they would have to do to entice me, honestly, man... I don't know if there's anything they can do because I'm not overly enthused about the idea of being able to create a superhero of my own. Um, and I, I've actually, we've talked about this on the show before, but I don't, I like the DC universe online game, but I stopped playing because I wanted to be Batman and I wanted to be the flash and I didn't want to make those characters or my character to be like that. I wanted to play as that. And since the game didn't offer that, I just didn't want to play. Um, and I'm pretty sure I'd feel the same way with this. The superhero genre is dominated by those super popular characters. And in every game that's ever existed where you could create superheroes, that's happened. City of Heroes, people made the Hulk, you know? And mm-hmm. I don't want to stand next to Hulk Light. I want to stand next to the Hulk. Uh, so I think this is one of those games that's not going to do much for me fair um so on the other hand if it was something like hitman's season pass model where uh hitman put out i think five like minor episodes or not minor but like hitman put out like five episodes to comprise the bulk of its story the reboot from a couple years ago and then like every once in a while they'd pop in with a Hey, we have this event going on. It's a they did elusive target missions where you could do it once, yeah, and only once, and it was like a competitive thing. If it was that, but you're playing as like someone on the Justice League, would that appeal to you? Uh, is this something that you're playing with other people? Uh, not with other people so much as sort of uh, like a score attack against other people's types. Got you. Um, maybe. Maybe. It, it, I don't know, man. It's just, it's really a personal thing. I don't think that a lot of people feel that way necessarily. But I, I like, if, if, if it, like, is that the whole game in your mind? I'm not sure. Like, I think there'd still be a story in, in this hypothetical game I'm creating. There'd still be a story, but, like, maybe you'd have harder versions of a couple of the levels. And it's like, hey, run this level as Aquaman in under 15 minutes, and we'll give you, like, a cool cosmetic for Aquaman. Yeah, that's kind of fine. Like, if, if they made a Justice League game with a fully fleshed out story that you could play by yourself and not have to worry about other people, and it was good to go, uh, yes, I'm, I'm down for that, and I will buy that. But if the game is a game where you need to play co-op and you have to create your own character and you cannot play as the core Justice League members, then that's not a game I'll purchase. I think that's absolutely fair. Um, I think for me, I'm not quite on the same page. I'd play a Destiny or Anthem, but you're, you know, create your own Green Lantern. Uh, If it was something like that, I don't want to create like random teen superhero X for like a young justice game or whatever. Sure. But I wouldn't have a problem like being a member of some established big thing like the green lantern Corps. 
Yeah, I, I guess. It's just it, it, that it, that it's like, hey, welcome, new Green Lantern guy. Yeah. You're going to end up being the greatest Green Lantern of all time. Better than uh, Hal Jordan. How's that possible? I don't know. You, you know, like, it's just like... Yeah. I don't want to be better than Batman, because Batman's the best. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, no, I, I absolutely get that. Um, but I think that's going to... That's where we're going to leave it, though, because I'm not sure what this game's going to be. I'm looking forward to see it just to know. Yeah. Because we've been talking about, like, what's Rocksteady working on for so long? Yeah, yeah. Uh, When did Arkham Knight come out? Arkham Knight's been out for maybe three years? Yeah, that sounds about right. And then it had, like, a a six-month DLC campaign, I think? Yeah, so it's been a while. It's it's been a while. Uh, Yeah, it came out in 2015. So, yeah. um, Certainly, we're ready for their next their next game. Yeah, uh, definitely looking forward to it. Uh, with the exception of the tank parts in Arkham Knight, they've put out like solid games across the board. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you want, you guys out there want to let us know what you want to see from a superhero game, a superhero games as a service. Uh, you can hit us up at the video game pals at gmail.com. We'd love to read your response on the air. Hearing people answer the random question of the week better than we could always makes me happy. Absolutely. All right. So now it's time for, for the real news and not just the wild speculation. <laughs> Obsidian's teasing a new game for uh, announcement at the Game Awards. Uh, their first game since Microsoft took over. I guess they'll have their first announcement because they're still working on a couple things. Um and it looks pretty cool. There, if you go on obsidian.net, you get a stay tuned for for a special message from Spacer's Choice. And hmm. then you get a, a screen of a like 50s sci-fi gun and little chorus singing. It's not the best choice. It's the Spacer's Choice. <laughs> and... A countdown that leads up to the Game Awards, so we'll get more from that next week, I guess. But it looks almost like Fallout without the bombs. Hmm. At least to me. Like, if they'd kept that, you know, 50s vision of the future and actually gone to the future and not destroyed Earth. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really like Obsidian, man. And, uh... Last week we we talked a little bit about them, um, and I'm I'm anxious for whatever they're gonna do next because I haven't jumped on one of their games in a long time. Um, I obviously I was a big fan of Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic too, but um, other than that, I don't think I've played an Obsidian game. And, really? Yeah, and so. Now I feel like, okay, cool, there's an announcement, they're kind of hyping it. All right, maybe, the, you know, if it's not if it's not set in the Fallout universe and it's something fresh, then maybe I'll jump on board. Yeah, I think it's going to be something fresh, because I know they don't have, like, have the rights to Fallout, even though most of the people that worked at Black Isle when Fallout was being created is, are still at Obsidian. Um, but they've made... Uh, Pillars of Eternity and Pillars of Eternity 2 have come out recently. That's been a lot in the, like, Baldur's Gatey kind of top-down RPG scene. Uh, given that that's what they've made mostly for the past three years, I'd expect this to be more of the same, but in a a cool setting. But if you liked Knights of the Old Republic 2, this probably won't be that far off from that. I hope you're right. Yeah. Um... It also probably will only be on PC and Xbox, and I know you don't like playing oh, not WoW on your PC. That hurt. I'm sorry. That hurt. All I'm right, keeping well. it real. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Microsoft owns them now. What about you? Are you are you excited for whatever? This oh is yeah. Be? Yeah, I love like old school sci-fi stuff, and Obsidian's games are always at least pretty good really click with me but that's because the setting was not my favorite 
and there was there was a lot of reading I didn't want to do. But if you give me, you know, some Flash Gordon nonsense in space, and I get to have cool companions, I'm all about it. Awesome. Yeah, I, I hope they deliver with this one. Me too. But I guess uh, we'll see on Thursday. The countdown clock right now as we speak is set for... Four days, eight hours, 38 minutes, and 15 seconds. So this is, uh, I know it's shaping up to be a big game awards, and I'm looking forward to see what happens just from, like, I think they said 10 games are getting announced, right? Not sure. Yeah, um, I think someone from the game awards last week said something along those lines. That's awesome. I, I never really thought of the game awards as a place to look for game announcements necessarily um Mm -hmm. but i also stopped paying too much attention to them after i was a teen um so it's cool to know that there's going to be some announcements that gives me the interest to actually watch them so yeah right um i know they've been sort of revving up the past couple years and they've gone from like there's there was like six game awards shows and everybody had one and it was like oh Somebody's going to give your halfway decent game game of the year, but (laughs) the Game Awards are really shaping up, I think, to be, like, the Game Awards show. Yeah. And that's cool. I think it's it's good to have a, like, an important big one. Like, sure, you got the Golden Globes, but everybody only really cares about the Oscars. Right. Except Joseph Fares, director of A Way Out. Who last year at the Game Awards got drunk and said, Fuck the Oscars! Oh yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> that guy was great. He's gonna be there again. I hope he's that drunk again. Oh boy. <laughs> Alright, so moving right along. Uh, we have a quick little announcement. Because neither of us are playing it. But the Red Dead 2 Online beta started this week for... People who pre-ordered the Ultimate Edition, I think, starts Tuesday for everybody else. Okay. People, uh, for the most part, from what I've seen, reviews are positive, except for the economy and the monetization. People think things are too expensive, but they haven't put the microtransactions in yet, so we'll see what the, like how much they expect you to grind versus, oh, you can skip 30 hours of grinding for $5 if you want a new horse. (laughs) Uh, Do you think this is going to be a Hitman? Well, no, I think Hitman already came out. This is going to be a... I'm sure it will. Like, Red Dead Redemption 2 sold a bajillion copies already, and, like, Grand Theft Auto Five Online is still stupid popular, right? And just prints money for them. I don't see like, I don't see this game being much, if any, different. How about you? So, I I could be off base. I feel like part of the reason that the Grand Theft Auto Online is so popular is because of the setting. And I'm wondering if the Red Dead setting isn't as appealing to mm. a mass audience to keep that thing going strong as much as uh, Grand Theft Auto Online has. Could be wrong, yeah. but... Yeah, I don't know what kind of like activities there will be. Because I haven't played... Red Dead, but I know, like, Grand Theft Auto Online, you got the heists you can do with other people, the, there's races. Like, I'm sure there's, like, horse races you can participate in, because right. it would be dumb for there not to be. Yeah. But I, I don't know what else there is other than, like, probably poker, or, like, just walk <laughs> around and shoot people you don't like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, on its face, I'm not overly blown away by the idea, but... Um... That doesn't mean it can't be huge. It could absolutely be huge. Especially, like you say, if they have the right activities, if there are fun things to do, then yeah, yeah. why not? Yeah, there's plenty of things that are super successful that I'm not blown away by the face of, so yeah. we'll see. Yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of things that I'm not blown away on the face of, 
Anthem beginning closed alpha signups. The test starts this week. Oh boy, Sean, I know how much you're looking forward to Anthem. Yep. Uh, Destiny but your Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, remember when I said I wasn't overly interested in this game about uh, 10 minutes uh, ago? 10 minutes ago? Yeah. Still stands. Whoa! Uh, no way! Shocking. Yeah, I, I don't know. It feels like this is a game that um, we've been talking about for a long time, but I don't know... Maybe it's because I'm outside of it all, but I don't know where the hype is. I don't feel that there's, like, a ton of hype. I haven't been feeling hype at all. Um, this, I, I don't want to make, like, a way too early call, but this game feels like such a dud. Yeah, it it kind of feels dead in the water. Yeah. Uh, between Bioware hasn't made a game that people weren't mad at them about it, since Mass Effect 2. <laughs> Yeah, and the fact that for the people that want to play Destiny, Destiny's already there, right? And it just doesn't look special in any way, you know? Yeah, um, it looks like Bioware's Destiny, yeah. and it, it just like even down to the name, it's just like, come on, guys! I don't know. Oh, yeah. No, that's, like, just the most generic, boring name I can think of. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. Like, it just doesn't seem inspired. And I'm sure that the people that are working on this game are trying hard and they really want it to be a success. But uh, this just feels outside of where Bioware succeeds most. And I would love to see them just kind of, you know, go back to their roots. But they're locked in on this game. And I yep. think... Correct me if I'm wrong, you know, this feels like something EA wants. Oh, yeah, this feels like a very EA versus Bioware kind of move. Yeah. Um, and, I don't know, it feels like it's going to come out, and it's going to be dead. I'm sure there will be some truthers out there saying, No, man, Anthem's a really cool game, you got to check it out. But... <laughs> I can't. I can't see anybody that I know playing this at all. Also, isn't Destiny Two already sort of dead? Yeah, Destiny Two is already sort of dead. They had the the big expansion is apparently pretty good. Uh, Forsaken, I think it's called. And I know people that played Destiny are mad that they made a game that wasn't good until the first big expansion again. Right, and like Destiny Two just became free. On uh, Battle.net. Um, yep. I I feel like Anthem was... They started developing it when Destiny was hot. And because games take so long to develop, they kind of, like, developed it all this time. And then, oh, actually, as it turns out, nobody cares about this anymore. Well, but what about our game? It's coming, right? Like, <laughs> get hyped. You remember eight months ago when everyone was announcing, oh yeah, and Call of Duty launches with a Battle Royale this year, and right. now nobody cares. No. No one cares, and it's like, it's fine, but people will buy Call of Duty anyways. That's just a portion of the game. This yeah. is the game. You know, Anthem is this. Hey, they put a dialogue wheel in Destiny, so apparently it's better now. I don't know. Oh, wow. I, uh... Hey, I I hope it's good. I hope every game's good. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be. Yeah, I am with you here. So far, you and I, same page. What is this? Yeah. Dude, this isn't the video game, pals. No, this is... Oof. What happened? We... Pete's uh, not here to antagonize, and all of a sudden I have reasonable takes. Right. <laughs> uh, so speaking of wanting to see some, some Bioware goodness... General Manager and King of Bioware, Casey Hudson, on the Bioware blog this week, is teasing a Dragon Age announcement, uh, saying, If you've been following these blogs, or myself, or Mark Dara on Twitter, you know we're working on some secret Dragon Age stuff. Huh. Dragon Age is an incredibly important franchise in our studio, and we're excited to continue its legacy. Look for more in the coming month, though I won't tell you where to look. Ooh. I'm going to assume it's the Game Awards. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, if it's not, like, that's cool too, but it just seems like with, you know, the Games Press laser-focused on this one event, that would be a big announcement. But 
I would be excited for a new Dragon Age game. The last one came out four years ago now. Which, oh my god, that was four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Time is flying, isn't it? Time is a flat circle. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have never played Dragon Age. Uh, really? Yeah, never. Um, I don't know why, but it's just not something that I've ever really cared about too much. Um, I know that this is a this is a franchise that's really beloved. Obviously, Pete uh, talks about it regularly. So um, good. This is yeah. the kind of Bioware like core stuff that I want to see, not Anthem. Uh, you know, um, this is yeah, more I wanna see Mass Effect Andromeda too. Ooh. Huh. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> um, so when 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 would this game be coming out, right? Because Anthem is 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 right around the corner. Yeah, Anthem's supposed to come out in like March, I think. February twenty nineteen. Okay. Um, but I if this game gets announced this week, probably wouldn't expect it until twenty twenty. Yeah. Or or maybe at some point like next fall. Because uh, I don't know where they're at in the development process. But given that, you know, we haven't heard stuff about this before. We haven't heard, like, teasers just, hey, there's an announcement coming. I feel like that game's farther off than something like Fallout 4 was when it got announced. Well, my question is, how is it that they have the, the, the capacity and the manpower to release two huge games on the same year. Yeah, that's true. Oof, hopefully they don't use the, like, the Bioware C-team they used for Mass Effect Andromeda. Right, like, I don't want to see a scenario where they're developing this game with, like, their, not their top talents, and then it comes out and it's not great. Mm -hmm. Just to put something out on the shelves, like, you already have a game coming this year, you know, let's make sure that whatever we're putting out is high quality because, like you referenced earlier, Bioware hasn't done anything in a while that people have universally loved. Not that you know universal love is is something you can really attain like consistently, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think twenty twenty is my bet, or we get the Metroid Prime Four. We're working on this game, don't worry, but we're not going to talk about it for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it is good to hear that a lot of the top-tier developers are, are, are working on games that people are, are hyped about. Yeah. I would, like, I really hope this game's good. Uh, the first Dragon Age game is incredible. Yeah. And... The second two are both, like, pretty disappointing. But Pete and I will tell you differently which one of them is gets a bad rap. <laughs> and which one of them is, like, actually bad. But the first one is definitely, like, just a real solid 9 out of 10 at worst game, even still 10 years after it came out. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Age Origins is incredible. And if you're out there and you haven't played it... Or you're Sean and you haven't played it. I would strongly <laughs> recommend. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I uh, I, f I feel that there's I, well, I feel that there's a huge backlog of games that I need to uh, you know go check out. Um, is this is this one of the ones in plastic wrap on your shelf? No. Oh. Don't even yeah. own it. Ah. So. Well. Is that worse? Is it worse that I don't own it? I I don't think it is because it's like. It's okay to have missed a game, and it's just like, if, you know, that wasn't your thing in 2007, I think, that game came out. It's like, you missed it, it's fine, versus, I just, I feel bad. You go out and you buy the games, and you spend money on them, and then you have them just there. It's <laughs> awful. It's just like a monument to how sad adulthood is, you know? Uh, except for the part where I've been doing this for so long that uh, it, it started before I was an adult. Like, oh. I... I, well, uh, here I was giving you credit and just being like, yeah, Sean, I understand. I feel you. It's just like there's so many games, not enough time. When did Gun came out, come out? Because I did it with Gun. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was like 2000, what, 2007? Something yeah. like that. God. Let's see. 
<laughs> let's let's do a quick Google search for gun. Gun came out on the Xbox 360, Xbox, PlayStation 2, and GameCube Oof. in 2005. There you go. That stayed wrapped. And it is, as a matter of fact, it's still wrapped. It's right over there. That's Someday you'll be 100 years old and you'll show up at whatever the, uh, of the, uh, the pawn stars of the future is. And you'll be like, I've got gun. New in the shrink wrap. <laughs> First of all, if I walk in and say I've got gun, uh, there are a lot of people who might mishear me. Um, <laughs> Second of all, if I live to be half of 100, I'll be pretty happy. Fair. Fair. Yeah. All right. So moving on from our little Bioware rock block there, uh, Nintendo has made some news that I wish Pete was here to talk about because I know that he is over the moon about it. Nintendo is ending their creators program, uh, which Pete described as the repressive creators program. <laughs> for anybody out there who's not familiar with it the nintendo creators program was the nintendo monetization scheme for games their games on youtube and it was not great it gave users 60 percent of the advertising ready revenue from videos containing nintendo games had they had an agreement with youtube where they'd flag videos with a certain amount of Nintendo content that wasn't part of the creators program and uh, I put Nintendo ads on there that wouldn't give um, any of the revenue to the creators if Nintendo flagged you for putting up a video outside their program. Uh, it's been criticized by a lot of people. YouTubers got hit with copyright cre- claims which led to them being demonetized. Um, Nintendo also restricted live streaming, even for users who were part of the official program and playing one of the approved games. Uh, All this stuff's in a Polygon article that we'll link down below. But Nintendo is ending that program and have updated their guidelines, probably in anticipation of the Smash release. Right. Um, But it seems like Nintendo's finally getting with the 21st century on where like it stands on youtube content creators using their games this was always a strange decision i think um it's it's so far outside of what is currently you know best considered to be the best practices on the part of publishers and developers um interacting with gamers who want to stream their their games um so i'm glad that nintendo was ending that especially with the release of Smash, it would be so unbelievably bad for the health of that game for people to not be able to stream and let's play and whatever else because it's a fighting game. And that's the way these games work. You need to be able to stream them. You need to be able to showcase them. That's that's the bread and butter. That's that, that's how people learn to play. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I actually have not learned to play a fighting game without streams or not, not necessarily streams, but like videos of some kind um, since I learned how to play uh, how, since I got good at Melee in like 2007, you know, in anticipation yeah. of Brawl. Like, that's how long that's been a part of my life as a fighting game fanatic. Right. And it's like. I, I think it might be just a like a cultural thing the Japan like West difference because like Nintendo and other Japanese companies have always been so bad on this that I haven't understood it yeah but but Capcom though oh true true Capcom I don't know I remember Atlas is always out there my boys making <laughs> persona and then being like don't stream anything after the first dungeon or we're gonna issue a copyright strike. Yeah, that was crazy. That that was a lot. Um, and I think you're absolutely right that this is to protect the health of Smash because, it, God, I like I watch Melee still. Like, right. Like imagine Nintendo being like, "Sorry, you can't stream the Smash Ultimate Grand Finals. We're gonna shut you down, Evo." Awful, awful. 
I mean, if it was two bayonetas, maybe it'd be okay. <laughs> yeah, man. This is this is just like a feel good story. There's not a lot to say other yeah. than good job finally getting it right. I mean, I don't I don't even know if good job is worth saying because quite frankly, this never should have been a policy, but at least they finally figured it out. Yeah. Oh my god. And the the new Nintendo stuff their guidelines are so simple. It's like, you can monetize your videos. That's fine. Um, only use official Nintendo content. Don't, like, you know, hack or don't use, like, leaked games and then put up a stream of Smash before it's out. That's fine, too. Don't imply that Nintendo is sponsoring you and get other people's permission if you're using their IP. Easy all, peasy. Yeah. That's all great. That's yeah. fine. Very understandable. Yep. And with Smash Ultimate coming out, I think it's a much-needed change. And since we have a little time to kill here, and we're on the topic of Smash Ultimate, yeah, Sean, who are you most looking forward to playing? Like, it's it's this Friday. Smash Ultimate drops at midnight. It's this Friday. It's this Friday. It's this Friday. Yeah. Holy shit! Friday, December seventh. Oh my god! I'm so excited. I totally forgot. Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, uh, God, I have to have like a party or I have to have people over to play this game. I gotta, I gotta call the boys. When to smash? Yeah. Um, when to smash? Thursday at midnight. Yes. Oh, I can't wait. Um, so to answer your question as to who I'm looking forward to playing the most, wow, that's a tough one. I gotta pull up the roster. I have to pull up the roster. Um, because there are so many new characters. Uh, there's, there's characters that are redesigned as well. Um, we, I feel like I, I was asked this on the show, uh, not that long ago and I answered, uh, oh yes, of course. Who else? Ridley. Ridley. Absolutely. Ridley. Yes. Because, uh, I've been looking forward to Ridley joining the roster. I think, uh, as far back as Melee, there were rumors that there was a way to unlock Ridley. And uh, I always wanted that character. So here we are, over 10 years later, and he's finally in the game. Can't <laughs> wait to experience it. Definitely locking in Ridley first pick. Okay. How about you? Um, so I'm looking forward to my main man, Solid Snake, being back in Smash after taking some time away. But I think I'm going to gonna try out them new characters. I really want to play King K. Rule. Yeah. He looks so big and dumb and fun. Well, he's another one that was that was rumored. And, you know, you're talking about the days when people would come up with crazy lies like, oh, you <laughs> yeah. can get a Mew in, in Pokemon Red and Blue by, you know, going to the, the SSN or whatever. Um, that's another character who, if I remember correctly, was rumored to be in Smash Melee. And, of course, that was not true at all. Um, here we are finally with this character in the game. That's another one. Super excited like to play this. 17 years after Melee? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, Melee is 17 years old. That's insane to me, dude. That's yeah. that's crazy. Um, this, this roster really is incredible. I mean, it, it goes without saying it has every character ever from Smash. And then on top of that, you're talking about just cool additions. Inkling. I don't even care about Splatoon. I want to play as those characters. Um, yeah, Inkling looks super fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Simon and, and Richter don't care about Castlevania. Watch the series. Whoa, now I want to play as these guys. <laughs> um, Incineroar? Why not? I, I cannot explain why Incineroar, but I love it. Yeah, forget about it. Uh, I... Isabel? I'm I'm not excited about Isabel just because I'm going to feel bad about fighting Isabel. <laughs> I'm just look at her. I'm looking forward to when Isabel is meta and she's. Oh no! Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. <sighs> yeah. All right, it's Smash Ultimate Friday at midnight. See us online. I'm sure. At least me, Sean, and Pete will be playing a lot of Smash this weekend. I think Thompson will too. 
Yeah. Um, I will be neglecting my final exams to play Smash <laughs> Ultimate. <laughs> we got to do something for this. We've got to get a stream together. We've got to get something together because this is too awesome for us to just... I'm I'm sure Pete has plans. Pete well, always has plans. I haven't heard about these plans, so we need to... We need to have a talk because uh, this is huge. Okay, yeah. We'll we'll retreat to our Video Game Pals think tank, come up with a plan, and then we'll work to effectuate our plan into reality. So we only got one more news story left this week, and that's going to lead us into our meat and potatoes. I'm sure everyone out there has followed the incredibly botched launch of Bethesda's Fallout 76. Um, if you're one of the five people who enjoys it, let us know and we will, I don't know, (laughs) give you a star sticker or something for enjoying Fallout 76, but nobody else in the world does. And it's gotten so bad that there is a law firm here in our nation's capital that is pursuing a potential class action lawsuit against Bethesda. Wow. Wow. Um... Migliaccio and Rathod, I think is how you say their names. Um, they're they're a... <laughs> Sounds otherworldly. Yeah, right? They're a small uh, law firm in Washington, D.C. that is currently investigating and has a, a questionnaire you can fill out if you think you've been wronged by Bethesda Studios, uh, deceptive trade practices... They're looking to pursue a class action lawsuit in regards to both uh, Bethesda launching a buggy, terrible game and not issuing refunds through its launcher. And now, in regards to the $200 Power Armor Edition, uh, there's been some controversy this week when people started opening up their fancy edition that said it came with a power armor helmet and a canvas carrying bag. They got the helmet, but they didn't get a canvas bag. They got a very cheap, terrible-looking nylon bag. Uh, When called out on it, Bethesda said, We're sorry that you aren't happy with the bag. The bag shown in the media was a prototype and was too too expensive to make. Um, That was a... what a Bethesda support person told a fan in Bethesda's official statement to Polygon. Um, they said the support response was incorrect and not in accordance with our conduct policy. Unfortunately, due to unavailability of materials, we had to switch to a nylon carrying case in the fallout 76 power armor edition. We hope this doesn't prevent anyone from enjoying what we feel is one of our best collectors editions. And to make up for it, uh, Bethesda is now offering players who bought the Power Armor Edition $5 in in-game currency. Yeah. Uh, that that canvas shortage, huh? Yeah. You know, we hear about it every day. It's, it's affecting lives all over the world. There's yeah. no canvas left. It's crazy how Bethesda has gone from... Being, you know, hailed as one of the greatest uh, developers out to, like, everybody is shitting on Bethesda. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you launch a game that's terrible and doesn't work on top of being terrible, like, it'd be one thing if it was either a fun game that had a lot of bugs or a bad game that was, like, not super buggy. But the fact that even if it worked, it wouldn't be fun, I think, is just awful. Well, everyone's punished. If you bought the game plain, it's bad. If you spent, what is it, $200 on the collector's edition? You got um, a cheap, cheap, shitty bag. You got a cheap, shitty bag. And if you want to be uh, compensated for that cheap bag, all you're going to get is $5 worth of... Of virtual currency, which is unbelievable. You got to figure this bag. The game was sixty bucks, right? Right. the The helmet, you know, who who knows, like whatever, fifty bucks. The bag is probably worth thirty to forty to fifty dollars. Yeah, it's like 
I don't know. I try not to buy these collector's edition things because, like, it's always disappointing. But, man, (gasps) that looked pretty cool when they announced it. And I was still trying to believe in Fallout 76 at E3. (laughs) They really screwed up. Oh, my God. They did. And, like... To not issue refunds on this game is super shitty too. I'm like, not I know surprised. They, yeah, I know they don't have to. Like, because the law doesn't say you have to offer refunds if you're selling things, and I'm sure there's like a a license agreement that everybody clicks through without reading that says yeah. like purchases are final. Yada da da da. But like between that and the the canvas to nylon switch, it's just. It's just a bad look. Yeah. Fallout's one of, like, the biggest franchises in gaming. People freaking love it. Yeah. And to do this with your your mega franchise is just really sad. And it it hurts the future of that franchise, uh, from my perspective. It, it, It makes it so that people are looking at this and going, why would I ever believe in a Bethesda or... Yeah, in a Bethesda game, again, like, why would I ever trust that Fallout is going to be good? Why would I ever buy a collector's edition ever again? Right? This is really bad. Like, I read this the other day, and I just went, oh my god. Two weeks ago, we were talking about how awful Blizzard was, and one of the direct comparisons that people were making was between Blizzard, how they handled Diablo... And how Bethesda handled the, uh, I forget what it was, the the other announcement, the, uh, the their mobile game. Oh, yeah, uh, the Elder Scrolls Blades, I think? Sure, whatever it was. And, 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 and we all pointed to, wow, look at how a proper uh, company handles this, you know? They did everything right. Yeah. Look, at the, look at how the conversation has shifted. Yeah, they've done everything you could possibly do wrong with Fallout yeah. 76. Yeah. But, I don't know, this, I feel like while they've done everything wrong, the lawsuit's a little much. Well, that, I mean, look, there's always, there are always going to be people who are going to try to get the maximum dollar out of a situation like this. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm almost positive what'll happen is they'll, you know, this law firm will capitalize on everybody's mad at Bethesda and they'll come with, you know, 40,000 or whatever people saying, yeah, I tried to get a refund and Bethesda wouldn't let me. Let's go to court. And Bethesda will be like, Hey, we'll give you $2 million to settle. The law firm will keep most of that. And then everybody who signed up will get like $4 of credit on the Bethesda store or something. Yep. But this, I don't know. It smacks of the, the lawsuit people tried to file about Mass Effect 3. I don't know if you remember that. I don't. Uh, Mass Effect 3 came out, and people tried to bring a deceptive trade practices and false advertising lawsuit as a class action because they promised that your choices would affect the story and the galaxy, and the ending was basically the same no matter what you picked. Oh, come on. Yeah. This isn't that bad, but it's... It feels a little frivolous to me. I I think it's... I mean, to me, it's it's pretty cut and dry. This is BS. This is this is ridiculous. Um, uh, and, and, and like I said, this always pops up. There are always going to be frivolous lawsuits. It's a big problem in our country. Um, I don't I don't know that it needs to go that far, but but as far as Bethesda goes, I don't understand who's a part of their 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 uh, uh, what what's the word I'm looking for their customer service team. But these people need to be retrained, and they need yeah. to come up with a solution to this because you don't want this kind of bad PR. You just don't. This is awful for them, and in a way, I almost feel bad. But at the same time, this smacks of hey, we can give them whatever we want. Yeah, a little bit. With the bag, especially. Yeah, especially the bag. I think that while, like, you're probably not going to get anything out of a lawsuit, the bag's like a real, real terrible PR look. Yeah. 
and trying to call it a materials shortage. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so then how come none of the bags are properly made? Yeah. It's just like, you know, say like, hey, we're sorry, like, we tried to do this, but it ended up being too expensive and we didn't want to bump the price over $200. Uh, And, like, we're really sorry, take this five bucks in currency and, like, talk to us if that's not enough. Well, if you're if it's only being offered to the people who bought the collector's edition, right? Would it be so ridiculous to offer them twenty dollars of currency? I don't think so. Especially like the game's struggling, and like if twenty dollars of currency is going to be like, yeah, you know, this is a PR win for Bethesda. Yeah, because how many they, people they need it? something. Yeah, it, those people already spent $200 on your game, okay? They've spent way more than the average person probably will in the lifespan of the game. You throw them a bone. $5 is nothing. Yeah. These are clearly people who want to support you. I, I To be honest, I don't even buy that most of those people bought the collector's edition because of the damn bag. They probably love Bethesda. They probably love Fallout. They thought it was cool that there was a bag and a helmet that they're never going to wear. And they bought the collector's edition. These are This is your fan base. Don't trash them like that. Fucking seriously. Like, how hard is it to not shoot yourself in the foot? Right. I, I don't Man. get it. I Video game companies out there, if you are listening to this podcast... Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> and then hire us to do your PR, because we could do it better than these people. Yeah, it just doesn't seem that hard. Of course, sitting in this chair, you know, it's easy, but uh, it's, it's easy to say what I would do or what makes sense to me. But uh, I don't think that there's ever a scenario where treating your fans like crap is the way to go. Absolutely not. I do not understand for the life of me why Bethesda did any of the things they've done with Fallout 76. Yeah. It's uh, Uh, it's from From the, like, teasing it like it's a full Fallout game to making it the centerpiece of your E3 to launching it like they did to this whole bag nonsense... I, the literal only thing that makes sense to me about the way they've handled Fallout 76 is the the Super Collector's Edition comes with a power armor helmet. Like, that's cool. That makes sense. Nothing else. Does this possibly damage the Fallout brand enough that there's no interest in a future game? I don't think so. I think a future game's still a ways off, but... I think Bethesda says, oh, hey, Fallout 5, coming out soon. And all is forgiven. Okay. Like, I'm sure there are there are people out there who are so turned off by this experience that they're not going to play Elder Scrolls 6 or Starfield? Is that the other game they announced? I think so. Um, yeah, I'm just going to assume it's called Starfield. And... I'm sure there's a handful of people out there who have been so turned off by Fallout 76 that that's the last Bethesda game they ever play, and power to them. But I'm I'm sure both those games that are coming out will be hits in the future. Elder Scrolls Blades will make money on the mobile market. Yeah. And for some reason, the VR market. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're, you're probably right at the end of the day. Uh... I just, I don't think that there's much more room for mistakes like this. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right, and that they have to get something right soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is but, unbelievable. Yeah, no, I don't understand how this is as bad as it is. I will continue to be baffled. Um, but also... Don't sue them because they put out a video game that's not good. That's dumb. Yeah, yeah. That's just you know what we see. We've talked about entitlement. That to me is entitlement. Yep. You're gonna sue someone because you don't like the direction of their video game. Get a life. 
You know, come on. Yeah, and I Bethesda probably should be offering refunds. It's a good PR look, but especially when the first game that you're launching exclusively on your service is Fallout seventy six, a game that is buggy and terrible and everybody hates, which makes it look more and more like a. We knew this was going to be bad, so we're taking your money and we're not giving it back. Right. Uh, like, that's also a bad look, but suing them is just so peak gamer entitlement for me. Yeah, this is uh, this is silly. Yeah, so I guess if you have any other thoughts on Bethesda, this nylon bag nonsense. <laughs> I like that. Nylon bag nonsense. That's the title of the episode right there. There you go. Do <laughs> um, you have any other thoughts on that or on this uh, potential lawsuit? If you think that, you know, maybe it's not unrealistic to sue them for false advertising or whatever, let us know. You know, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can email us at thevideogamepals at gmail.com. And if you're nice, we will read your thoughts on the air and we'll respond to them. If you're mean, we probably will too, as long as you're not like too mean. <laughs> And jump on and be like, Andy and Sean are idiots. I don't know why they think that I'm entitled for wanting to sue. That's cool. Uh, give us your perspective. Otherwise, yeah. uh, um, if you want to say hey, we'd love to hear you say hey too. Again, that's uh, the video game pals at gmail.com. You can follow our sister show, the at the Comics Pals, wherever your social media is sold. The Twitters, the Instagrams, the Facebooks, the Google Plus. Is that the Google social network? I think that's dead, but I don't know. I think it's dead. Oh, well, if it's not, then maybe we should have a presence there, you know? <laughs> the, the premier podcast <laughs> on Google+. Plus. It's about time. Yeah. Uh, if you're an audio listener, we'd greatly appreciate you dropping us a like on your platform of choice or over on Apple Podcasts. If you want to hit us up with that five-star rating, that would be just swell. Uh, if you're on YouTube, you want to like and subscribe to the channel. Uh, click the little bell up top so you know when we post our videos. And as always, as Sean likes to say, it helps us a lot more than it hurts you to uh, share the show with your pals and let them know that we're out here, we're putting out good content, and we want them to hear our content and engage with it. Uh, so... Sean, why don't you tell the kids at home where they can find you on the internet when you're not doing the video game pals? Sure. So, uh, I am on the Comics Pals, which posts the day before this. And uh, this week, this week we talked about the unfortunate end of the Daredevil series on Netflix. Uh, it has been canceled, officially. Um, and uh, all signs point to it never coming back. So uh, we we talked about that, and then we also reviewed Heroes in Crisis number three, uh, which is a Ooh, series that's a controversial one. Yes, it is a series in crisis, and we talk about Ooh. our our feelings about it and uh, whether or not we think this series being bad is going to affect the future of Tom King's career. Uh, and if you want me on social media, I am on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Soapbox. Man, I don't have. Another podcast where I get to talk about that kind of stuff, but I'm sad that Heroes in Crisis is bad, and I'm sad that Daredevil's canceled. That's my official Andy Brown Comics Pal take. Uh, <laughs> you can find me over on Twitter at Tiger underscore Millions, and we can talk about whatever you like. I say this every week. Nobody hits me up to talk about pirates. It's Someday somebody will. Nope. The people love pirates, Sean. They sure don't. Otherwise, they would have hit you up. Man, maybe they're just scared of your negativity. They know that if they, if you see them, like, tweet at me to be like, Hey, Andy, I love pirates. You're going to jump in and be like, Pirates are bad. I'm a bully. I'm Sean. See, that implies that I pay attention to tweets or tweets mm. directed at you. And I don't. So <laughs> uh, I would so never see this. So now you know, if you're scared that Sean's going to cyberbully you, he's not. I know he gives off that vibe sometimes. <laughs> oh my. That's an intense accusation. Only pirate-related cyberbullying, though. <laughs> I give off the vibe that I'm a cyberbully. <laughs> You're going to jump in and be like, pirates are dumb. And that's going to hurt my feelings. Oh, man, if that hurts your feelings, 
I got Listen. a few websites uh, that you Uh-oh. should probably avoid. <laughs> uh oh. Well, you know what they say about me. I can dish it out, but I can't take it. Is that the word on you? That's that's the word on me, and that's going to be the last word on episode <laughs> eighty three of the video game pals. <laughs> because this is going nowhere. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Take care, guys. <laughs>